everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 78 on July 21st, 2021. My name is Sarah, and I am here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? Uh, I was going to say great, and I'm going I'm to say good. Oh, why did it decline? I just feel tired. Well, you're old. Uh, exactly. All right, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> you played a whole bunch of baseball this week. In right. real life. I should say real life baseball. <laughs> I was going to say, everybody knows I play MLB the show, but... Oops. Oops. Yeah, a little, little bit of softball. A little slow pitch. Get my little butt out there and... Calling you the Bobachette of your stove. Oh, God. <laughs> Defensively, I'm definitely Bobachette right now. I'm terrible. <laughs> or, don't downgrade to Tatis, though. Then we'd have problems. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what have you been up to? I beat a game this week. What'd you beat? You don't even know. I don't. This is news to me. What'd you beat? <laughs> uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, nice. Yes. And? Uh, it was it was good. Like it was, I was uh, fortunate enough to have my sister on a Discord call with me as I was playing it so she could help me because she beat it a couple weeks ago. So that was a helpful or else I would have been stuck in a couple of places and um, my sad deaths made for some good laughs. But uh, as a whole, I think it was a very well-made game. The graphics were beautiful. Like how did they get it out of a Switch is a good question. But Yes, it was a great game and all, and I highly recommend it if you like Luigi. Because <laughs> he's a cool guy. What have you been up to? Nothing new video game-wise, unfortunately. You know me. I'm pretty pretty boring when it comes to what I play right now. Yes, so. that is true. Uh, I haven't really wa- I haven't watched anything new lately either, have I? I've what did we watch this weekend? Oh, oh, never mind. What am I talking about? We did watch a new movie together. Yeah. I'm... Wow, I've already, oh, I, oh, yeah, now I remember. Oh, I already <laughs> forgot it. And it not because it's a bad movie, it's just, no. I don't know. But, okay, yeah, so we, we could have saw it in theaters or the drive-in or whatever you want to call it. I don't but, go outside anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then, yeah, so uh, A Quiet Place Part 2 is on Amazon Prime. And we watched it. We did watch it, and I thought it was really good. It was yeah. quite good. I mean, if you, yeah, I guess you could say, I guess theoretically, you don't really have to have seen the first one, but it definitely uh... helps. I think you can pick up pretty easily what's going on with... Yeah, no, I'd like, say watch the first one. Well, no, I'm saying I recommend watching the first one. I'm just yeah. saying if for no, some I'd reason you didn't... No, I'd say don't watch the second without the first. Well, obviously you have more impact. I'm just saying it's not that tight. This film isn't super heavy on narrative. Like, it's not like... No, but I don't think you get near the same no, amount the same of impact, effect, right. like, at all. I agree, especially with the... Because the fact that it's mostly recurring characters. Like, it constantly yeah. mentions stuff that happens in the first, so... Yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. But yeah, I thought it was really good. I mean, it's not... It's not overly long, just like the first no. one. It's right around the, the, the pacing was really well done. Like yeah. I never felt like it got slow at any parts. Like, it was it was so suspenseful at some parts, but mm-hmm. uh yeah, it was more it was more kid focused this time, which you would think like ew. Well when you say okay, when you say that though, you're making it sound like it's a kid's it's movie. Not, no no no. I uh, sorry. I mean yeah. like it's more focused on the kids. The child characters. Yes. The actors, yeah. Okay. Um, which yeah, usually it's like ooh gross kids characters, but they were actually quite well done. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. It was a good watch. Not a rewatchable one, though, IMO. Yeah, like I wouldn't rewatch it a bunch in a row. Like I thought, but every once in a while, it, it's a it, it's an entertaining film. It's a well-made film. Um, I'm sure if you, I'm sure if you watched it in a dark theater with a good crowd. Yeah, be, we watched it at like noon. Right. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's not like a ton of jump scares or anything, but I just think like it's, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a really cool movie to see in theaters. But at the same time, if you don't want to go to the theater and you'd rather watch on Amazon, then that's perfectly a viable option. Mm-hmm. So. I ate salad while watching it. It was great. 
I don't really have much else to talk about other than just getting into the main topic, I guess. Because to be honest, I don't know how long the main topic is going to take. I <clears throat> went over the notes in my head earlier, and I could ramble on about it for a while, or it could end up being about 20 minutes worth of content, so we'll see. But you have no idea what I'm talking about. Two fighting, two martial artists versus each other. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the gist of the topic. I'm not trying. Okay, so they give you the names, though, or no? Bruce Lee was one of them. No, it's not Bruce Lee. So you're already wrong. <laughs> it was Jackie Chan, one of them. Jackie Chan was one of them. I couldn't. You never told me the second one though, because okay. I don't know anything more than those two. <laughs> what do you know about Bruce Lee? Not that we're talking about Bruce Lee. But I'm He's just an actor. Well, was an actor. <laughs> was an actor. Was passed away. Uh, he passed away. A long time ago. Oh my goodness. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, how old do you think Jackie Chan is? Just currently. Top of your head. Yeah. Currently. Sixty-six. Wow, 67, good guess. Oh, yeah, me. Um, what's, I guess if you had to pick one Jackie Chan movie. Oh, my God. What, do oh, do you, I know you any? Must, you must know one. Well, I know, but I don't know them off the top of my head. Like, if you no. mentioned, be like, oh, yeah, that one. But you, nothing comes to mind nope. immediately. Zero. Wow, okay. Do you think, do you ever recall what, did you ever see any of his, like, Chinese action films before? <gasps> what is the wax on, wax off one? Is that him in that one? Who's in that one? What, are you thinking about Karate Kid? Yeah. That's Mr. Miyagi. That's that's Pat Morita. That is nothing to Who do with Jackie that? Chan. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're getting. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> wax on, wax off. That is not. Okay, fine. No, no, no. Hang on. Sorry. Technically, I am wrong. If If what you're referring to is that Jackie Chan was in the Karate Kid remake. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? You actually no. saw the remake? No, you didn't no. see the remake. <laughs> no. You're talking about the original Karate yes. Kid. Because, yeah, Jackie Chan did star in the Karate Kid remake, oh, but really? that was the one with Jaden Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Really? Terrible. I didn't know he was yeah. in that. Okay, I cut you off. I'm but anyways. What so were you going to say if I saw that as a kid? No, no, I was asking you if you had ever seen any of his Chinese action films. Oh, gosh, no. I'm sure you'd see. Okay, like in terms of North American ones, one of these must ring a bell. You must Mortal have seen, Kombat. No. You must have seen Rush Hour. No. Or Shanghai Noon. No. Um. Okay, well, if you haven't seen those ones, you probably haven't seen the other ones then. But okay, really, you never. I nope. guess your household was never big on Jackie Chan. Eh? We like Nintendo and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it doesn't translate. Whatever. Um. Well, I won't spoil the other one yet. And to be fair, I'm going to talk about two Chinese martial artists in this segment. But I'm not trying to compare them or pit them against each other. This is not like a thing to say this guy is better than this guy. Like they're very different actors, both in terms of the type of martial arts they use and just their overall, I guess, um, appeal and marketability. You know what I okay. mean? Two very different Chinese, <clears throat> sorry, actors who are great martial artists in different disciplines. But, uh, and both who I grew up watching in like the like 90s and 2000s, early 2000s. That's when they were sort of in their peak of North American cinema. <clears throat> both come from heavy, like, obviously the majority of the films they would do is, is from a Chinese background because obviously it's either where they started out or that's where they went to after they... They both had sort of the same arc where they did a lot of Chinese action films and then eventually came over to a North American audience, did a bunch of films. I wouldn't say a bunch. I'd say maybe like, you know, eight or nine decent, like, American, North American films, then went back to doing Chinese films again. So. The Crouching Tiger one. Is that one of them? I'm not going to mention that in this one, but that's a good example of the Chinese. Did I get one? Did I get one? Was it one of the actors? No. Gosh darn it. I'll get one eventually. I'll get one eventually. So, but reading up about. Like Jack, reading up about Jackie Chan today, I learned a lot of things about him that I didn't know. Like obviously, I knew from reading up about him in the past and stuff. I knew obviously all about his martial arts background. Mm-hmm. I knew, you know, about how crazy he is, like doing his own stunts. Like yes. that's always been his thing. Is that he injures himself a lot because mm-hmm. he does his own stunts all the time. But a lot of other things I learned about him too, where he kind of seems like, like 
one of the coolest guys ever. Like, look at his. Uh, so, the Tom Cruise is like <laughs> kind of yeah. Like he's so here brief. Just reading some brief stats here off Wikipedia. So so obviously, like I said, I mean Jackie Chan. He's, he's one of the most recognizable film personalities in the world. Um, you know, he's got a widespread global appeal. He he has you know he, he's got a star on the Hong Kong called they call it the Hong Kong Avenue of Stars. He's got one on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously been in numerous films. I, th- I think they said something over 100, what did it say, 100 and... He's been in over 150 films, going, going back to the little 60s. Still, yeah. that's still a lot of films. Right? Especially for, you know, a martial artist who's doing his own stunts. You can imagine the beating that oh my goodness. his body took. But some other random stuff here that you might not know about him, obviously. So he is... Uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, just because the phrasing is weird, but he's an operatically trained vocalist. So, he's a singer? Right. Wow. He's also a canto pop and mando pop star, having released a number of music albums. No and way. he has sung many of the theme songs for the Chinese films in which he has starred. <gasps> wow. He's also a globally known philanthropist. His name is one of the top 10 most charitable celebrities in Forbes magazine. Um, I've never seen that. In 2016, he was the ho- second highest paid actor in the world. Wow. Um, and uh, let's see some other stuff about his personal life. It's interesting here. Let's see. Oh, in terms of this, I thought this was cool. So he, you know, anybody who's ever watched like Rush Hour or Shanghai Noon or any of his other North American films would know, like he, he speaks English fairly well. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, broken English, got a bit of an accent, obviously. He's not very super fluent, but well enough that you can understand him, obviously. But he, he's, he speaks Cantonese, Mandarin, English, and American Sign Language. And, oh. and he also speaks some German, Korean, Japanese, and Thai. Might as well. <laughs> right? He's apparently an avid soccer fan. It says oh. football on here. We're going to say yes. soccer. People know what I'm talking about. Football, soccer. And he's apparently a big fan of Manchester City. <laughs> um, That's why he wanted to learn English. So I'm getting to his stunt stuff here. So as again, most people who've known anything about his history would know, he has performed most of his own stunts throughout his film career. He actually coined his, he has his own team, which he calls the Jackie Chan Stunt Team, <laughs> which was established back in 1983. And he uses them in all of his films just to make it easier for choreography. And so that he knows what each member is capable of doing. Wow. Smart. Um, so it says you're like the so yeah the the dangerous nature of his stunts makes it difficult to get insurance. I can imagine, especially yes. in the United States, where his stunt work is contractually limited. He holds the Guinness World Record for most stunts by a living actor, which emphasizes that no insurance company will underwrite his productions in which he performs all his own stunts. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, he has been injured frequently when attempting stunts. Many of them shown as outtakes or bloopers during the closing credits of his films. Oh poor man. Yeah, closest he came to death was filming a Chinese film called Armor of God when he fell from a tree and fractured his skull. Ah. Over the years, he has numerous. Sorry, over the years, he has dislocated his pelvis and also broken numerous parts of his body, including his fingers, toes, nose, both cheekbones, hips, sternum, neck, ankle, and ribs. Oh my God! Not his jaw, though. That's right. That's good, I guess. I found this interesting too, since you did mention Bruce Lee earlier. Not that yeah. I'm trying to make the comparison here, but it does stay strictly right on Wikipedia here. Um, it says, Jackie Chan created his screen persona as a response to the late Bruce Lee and the numerous imitators who appeared after his death. Because um, Bruce Lee's characters were typically very like stern, morally upright heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says here, in contrast, Chan, Jackie Chan usually plays well-meaning, slightly foolish regular men who always triumph in the end despite the odds, right? Um, additionally, also, he has stated that he deliberately styles his fighting movement to be the opposite of Bruce Lee's, whereas Lee held his arms wide, Jackie holds his tighter to the body. Uh, whereas Bruce Lee was more loose and flowing, like a little bit more yes. like a ballet aspect yes. to his fighting. Jackie Chan is much more tight and choppy. Like anybody who's ever seen, like I remember like watching, because again, for most, I mean, again, so when Rush Era came out in 99, I would have been like 12 years old. I was right around the right demographic for that kind of movie. Uh, but I remember watching 
a lot of his other Chinese Chinese films that are great, like Drunken Master. When you were 12? Or even early, younger than that, yeah. You were watching Chinese movies when you were 12? Yeah. How did you get a hold of Chinese movies? Did Blockbuster yeah, give them you, out? Yeah, you read them. Yeah. I mean, he was well-known at the time. Even before Russia. Like, Russia was when he became popular to a North American audience. But anybody before knew about, like... Like the stuff he did in the late '80s, early '90s, he did some great Chinese films. When Police you were 12, story. You went and Googled Jackie Chan. And <laughs> There's you no Google. To... You're at the video store and you see. I don't know. I remember. I don't remember. I knew about his name back then. But I knew who he was. We'd watch. I'd watch his films all the time at my friend's house. We rent. We rent the VH, VHSs and stuff. Well, DVDs eventually, but you were a Jackie Chan nerd. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> his stuff was cool. It was just really cool because, like I said, I never grew up like watching the Bruce Lee stuff. Right. And I mean, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly how I got into the Jackie Chan stuff, but yeah, I remember watching like Legend of Drunken Master, Police Story, Rumble in the Bronx. Those are all great Chinese I've action never films. Heard of any of these really these are pretty so funky good. names though. Rumble and, in the Bronx. And whereas, like, whereas he kind of played up his action films in, in like Rush Hour and Shanghai Noon and stuff like that, where he played up his action, it's much more of a, of a comedic role, like sla- almost more like slapstick humor, where he's just always doing these crazy stunts, where he's just right. sort of like he's like toying with his enemies instead of actually beating them up. And those, and some of those Chinese films I mentioned, he's he's it's really aggressive. Like he's a he's a great hand to hand fighter. And like I said, because he choreographs and obviously films all his fight scenes himself. You know, like nowadays when you watch action films, everybody that nowadays loves watching like you know the those, the raid films that came out recently those films are really good for like hand-to-hand martial arts or even you know to a lesser extent like watching the stuff like john wick because of the way they frame the action scenes they keep everything in shot so they're not editing it all to garbage right, right? everything is they're trying to make it seem like the actors are actually doing the stuff where i mean jackie chan was doing that stuff 30 years ago <laughs> they were filming everything with him in frame to show that it was actually him doing it and they didn't need to edit everything right, right. um also another interesting fact here and this doesn't surprise me it says despite the success of the rush hour series it mm-hmm. was a trilogy right they made three films. oh where are they uh, Jackie stated he is not a fan of this the movie since he neither appreciates the action scenes in the movies nor understands American humor. <laughs> That's probably very true. Yeah, I get that. And then interestingly, again, again, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff that he's done in the last ten years or so because again, he pretty much shifted tri- strictly back to doing Chinese films again. Okay. But apparently, it says in the two thousands, the aging Jackie Chan grew tired of being typecast as an action hero. He wanted to act with some more emotion mm. in his later films. So apparently, in a I'm not sure what the year this movie was. I didn't have a year listed here, but it says in New Police Story, he portrayed a character suffering from alcoholism and mourning his murdered colleagues. Uh, apparently, to shed his image of being a nice guy, he played an anti-hero for the first time in another Chinese film where he plays like a burglar. Oh, wow. <laughs> played a little double gangster in some other film in 2009. So, yeah, I mean, it's... He's Showing got... his acting chops. Right. I mean, I always, yeah, I always appreciate, even, like I said, with as well as he could enunciate in the mm. American films he did, I always appreciated his... He had a good, he had a good, t- good timing for humor, and... which is really interesting. If he doesn't understand it, right? Like, how did he act through that? That's pretty impressive. Well, to be fair, I think a lot of it in the Rush Hour films was him playing off of Chris Tucker. Yep, um, they had good chemistry together, and even to a lesser extent in the Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights films when he was playing with Owen Wilson, they had decent chemistry too. I'll believe you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's I. It's fine. I've not watched like any of those movies. Like, any of those other movies I had referenced before, like. Legend of Drunken Master, Police Story, Rumble in the Bronx. I haven't seen those movies probably for over over 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. I would love to go back and rewatch them and just appreciate. We need the Jackie Chan channel. Right? There seems to be a whole plethora of videos to pull from. <laughs> um, so in comparison, the other actor I want to talk about here, who again, I'm not trying to compare these two. I'm not saying one's better than the other. They're just, they're, just, they're very different in many ways. I like to, I like, but, but I, again, I grew up watching both around the same time. So I appreciated the differences in their films and their fighting styles. So the next uh, Chinese actor I want to talk about is his name is Jet Li. Oh, right. yeah, I've heard, heard of him right. too. Okay. 
So that's not actually his name. That was just sort of like the name that was given to him mm, for the marketing name. purposes. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably going to butcher the actual pronunciation. His actual name is Lee Langi. Langi. I don't okay. know. Better known by his stage name, Jet Lee. Yeah. So let's see here. So he's, he's a bit younger than Jackie. He's 58. Now. Okay. Um, they're both kind of retired. Like Jackie still does a few things here and there, but it's mostly just like cameo roles and stuff. Whereas Jet Lee, I think, is actually like officially retired. Okay. Um, there's a re- so and the other funny thing too is I I, said, I tried to look up the comparison on this Jet Li is he, watching Jet Li on film you knew he was short he, like, I never knew exactly how short but he always seemed pretty short to me and J- Jackie Chan's probably you know your average 5'10 6 foot height I don't think he's, you think he's 5'10 that's tall for an Asian maybe 5'8 he's not he's not as short as Jet Li I know that Jackie Chan's 5'8 so Jet Li is 5'6 okay um, and you can tell in films when he's obviously acting. You can't, when he's especially in the American films when he's acting, usually obviously people that are definitely at least four or five inches taller than him. It's pretty obvious. They don't they don't try and hide it like the Tom Cruise effect or anything. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, so Jet Li sort of had a similar um, arc as Jackie Chan in terms. Of, I don't think Jet Li was ever as popular as Jackie Chan in China, but um, they both came over to like North America around the same time. Like Jet, Jet Li's first non-Chinese film was in Lethal Weapon Four. Okay. Back in 1998. And then he got his first leading role in a, in a movie in 2000 called uh, Romeo Must Die. I've heard of all these movies. I've never watched them. He did a lot of other good ones. In uh, Actually, two, the next two I'm going to mention are two of my favorites of his. Because um, again, Lethal Weapon 4, he had a small part in. He, and he was the villain in that one. He's not usually a villain in most of his American films. But the next two I really liked was he did one called Kiss of the Dragon. Okay. And then another one called Unleashed. Okay. Unleashed was really good. Um, then he did some other cheesy ones kind of in between that. He did one... He did a movie called The One <laughs> that, okay. had, that had like the most aggressively generic 2000, early 2000s soundtrack you've ever heard. We're talking like early Papa it Roach. It sounds like rom-com. Like, no, it's not. It's, it was like a futuristic sci-fi. Oh, that's not what I assumed Cloning type thing. <laughs> um, and then he did, he did another movie called War. Um, this is so generic. Oh, and I, how can I forget too? He was in he was in all the Expendables films. Oh. But again, very small role. Uh, he didn't, didn't speak much in those films. So okay. those, he was just mostly there as... Honestly, I don't know if Stallone just casted him as like because he's like we need an Asian actor, oh, <laughs> so no. let's just get Jelly. I don't know if that's why they did it, but um, yeah. But by the end of by the end of like 2000, 2008, 2009, he was pretty much done with North American films. He went okay. back to doing Chinese films. But uh, yeah, so in terms of his, like again, I try to think like when I think of if I'm going to compare Jackie Chan's American filmography to Jet Li's, their fighting styles are very different. Because Jackie Chan, like I said, treated it, the way they. Jackie Chan, obviously, again, his stunts and everything was impressive in, like, the Russia and Shanghai Noon films and stuff. But, like I said, it was mostly played up for, like, humor, like, slapstick kind of right. fighting. Yes. Whereas Jet Li's was very, was the complete opposite. It was, like, he was being super, Stern. super aggressive and, like, killing people and, like, just, you know. Like, I remember especially in one of my favorite fight scenes of Jet Li's is in that one movie, Kiss of, Kiss of the Dragon. He fights these two, uh, the movie takes place in, in France. So he's fighting these two, like, French martial artists who are brothers. And the one is like Jet Li's height, maybe a little taller. And the other one's like six ten. Okay. So you know he's fighting like a giant guy and like a, you know, a speedy like let's say martial. I guess mm. martial artist's own speed, right? But, um, but I like the way they handle that fight scene. Is just, and again, I don't know specifically. I don't think Jet Li did all of his stunts, but he did a majority of them. Okay. Like, and again, the way they would film his fight scenes, it's you can tell that he's the one obviously doing the fighting. They're not trying to obscure his face or anything around some camera stunts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I um, let me see here. Like, yeah, again, Jet Li doesn't have, I guess, maybe as 
interesting as a personal background as Jackie Chan in terms of like the languages and the different um, singing career and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, so in terms of the differences between the two gentlemen again, so Jet Li apparently is a Buddhist. Okay. So like he, um, and it's interesting too because he, two of the two of the more popular Chinese films that he made that I didn't reference here, one was called Hero right. and one was called Fearless. Okay. And then he did that one American one called Unleashed. So right. it's funny here because apparently according to Jelly, this is straight from the Wikipedia article here, it says everything he's ever wanted to tell the world can be found in three of his films. He says in Hero, the message is that the suffering of one person can never be as significant as the suffering of a nation because that was more of a, it was a big scale like Japanese, or not Japanese, sorry, big scale Chinese action film. Okay. With like a political undertone. Okay. Uh, Unleashed um, shows that violence is never a solution because in that movie he was basically like a pet. Like he was like uh, this guy owned him and just put him in all these fighting arenas and mm. underground fighting rings and stuff and just beating people up. But And then in Fearless, which again, I don't remember the exact plot about Fearless, but it says Fearless tells that the biggest enemy of a person is himself. So more of an internal struggle. So apparently that's like his big trilogy. He likes to think of that as his his arc of films. Nice. But it's cool. I, I need to go back and, and I haven't seen Hero in years. I've never seen Fearless. So I do want to go back and watch it. Was it the same as, as Jackie Chan also where like you could watch his Chinese films easily? Back in the day, or no? No, not as much. And again, I don't know if that's just because I think Jackie Chan was just a much more bigger name, like for marketability. Probably we got a lot more of his VHS and DVDs over here in the movie stores than we did of Jet Li's stuff. Right. Um, I mean, Jackie Chan obviously did a lot more movies than Jet Li too. That's true. In terms of just overall, um, the catalog the of the catalog of titles to choose from. But and so like I said, unfortunately, the reason why I think Jet Li chose to retire did stay down here. Something about his health. Yeah. So it says in 2013 he revealed that he suffers from. He suffers from hyperthyroidism and was dealing with the issue for the past three years. In 2016, he said that he had recovered from his illness, but he was accepting fewer film offers due to his charity work and not necessarily because of his health. But nice, yeah, um, yeah. He's just, again, he's one of those guys that. Whereas I think Jackie Chan sort of enjoyed doing the, like the North America, like the marketing and the press tours and stuff like that. Jet Li was the opposite. Of that. He was very reserved and quiet. Mm-hmm. And even though, again, both gentlemen. Um, Spoke English pretty well as their careers progressed in North America. You mm. can tell their English got more fluent and more yep. more uh, confident for them, but they were still never super fluent. Nope. You can tell that the the movie, the filmmakers and the screenwriters didn't write them a lot of dialogue, <laughs> you know, because you don't want to make it sound like, you know, Schwarzenegger trying to recite Shakespeare or something. That's just, true. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything, anytime you have a thick accent, it's you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, again, I don't know if it's a male female thing. I, I don't know if a lot of girls in the 90s and 2000s like in our age demographic i mean we're watching martial arts films back then maybe i was were. not maybe they were that's cool but i'm, I'm and all i know is that in my group of friends we were we all love the jackie chan stuff and then when jet Li's stuff started coming out like they were just such a different tone than the jackie chan stuff it was interesting just seeing this like really stern chinese mm. small martial arts guy who just <laughs> could beat up guys twice his size right um and yeah i don't know i just i i always really had an appreciation for their different fighting styles especially jackie like i said because i remember watching i already referenced it earlier but watching the some of the chinese films jackie chan did and, yeah. and watching the bloopers and the outtakes and the end credits and just seeing all the times he hurt himself in these stunts and it's just insane like you know they they obviously had some safety measures in place but he wasn't always like you know wearing a harness or like tied no. to like sometimes he would jump to like you, you know if he's jumping across like a six foot gap to grab something and you might miss and fall you know 10 yeah. feet and land on his back or something like it was just like yeah. oh my gosh like this guy is insane but yeah, I mean, I always think I always like to think he was an entertainer. Jackie Chan was an entertainer at heart. He loved to to make people laugh or, or gasp or be in awe of the fighting, you know. And whereas, you know, again with Jelly, I think it was more just like again with him, he, especially his Chinese 
films he, he focused a lot more on the philosophical and the uh, mm. character aspects than mm-hmm. the fighting but in his own in his but in his own way he was a great martial artist as well like, there, go ahead sorry. No, no, go ahead sorry i'm done uh, is there something that made you think of these actors recently that's why you want to talk about them well i was just i, I always wanted to do sort of a foreign films and like i was trying to think of stuff outside north america because i don't watch i mean i don't watch a ton of european film i don't have a problem with watching films that are subtitled or or even dubbed in some cases but um yeah i just i don't watch a ton of foreign films and especially like I said, especially chinese and japanese or even like korean cinema i don't watch a lot of that stuff although a lot of it does intrigue me i always hear good things from other film reviewers that i trust and i'd like we to check parasite right we haven't seen parasite yet for example that's a good one but that we should put on our list um mm-hmm. but yeah no i just i don't know um yeah, i don't know what spurred what spurred the topic in my mind but i know i want to talk about it for a few weeks and here we are yeah, here we are we talked about it and so if you want to give the email shout out i'd love to hear any of our listeners thoughts were you a jackie chan or a jet Li kid let us know at when opposites react at gmail.com and you know if i um if any of you are much more knowledgeable in the chinese cinema than i am please give me any recommendations on any jackie chan or jet Li stuff that you'd recommend I check out I'd love to hear it I, I know like Jackie Chan had a lot of after like doing the Rush Hour in Shanghai films he did a lot of kind of cheesy generic sort of like I remember a couple, a couple come to mind like in the North American ones he did one called The Tuxedo oh my that had like Jennifer Love Hewitt in oh, it I was gonna say Sailor Moon but no. yeah okay um what was the other one he did that was also kind of che- oh no sorry I'm thinking about Jet no I think it's Jackie Chan uh oh oh now I'm confused uh oh no yeah it was yeah Jackie Chan did one I think called The, Meda- the Medallion Okay. That was also kind of cheesy. Uh, there was another... Oh, yeah. He had, a, he had a few in a row there in the mid-2000s where I was kind of like, all right, he's, you know, what what are these American filmmakers making him do, right? Yeah, put him true. in these silly movies. Like, Rush Hour was fine because it balanced the humor and the action and then the drama well enough. And like, the Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights were mostly played up for laughs. They weren't super serious so he, films. you're but, saying he does better with a partner? Well, if you're going to put him in a comedy, you need, you need someone to riff off of. So, yeah, you put him with an, an American actor who can, you know... Yeah, he had good chemistry with everybody he worked with. I'm sure he was a great guy to work with. I never heard anything bad about him behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Like, seemed like a good, genuine guy. Um, same with Jet Li. Never heard anything bad about him. Like I said, he was obviously much more quiet and reserved, so you didn't see him a lot on, like, the red carpet or promoting films. I mean, again, a lot of his films, whereas Jackie Chan's films were maybe more big-budget, high-profile mm. from studios. Jet, Jet Li's, even though they were, a lot of them made good money, they weren't high-budget or big studio films that'd be coming out in the summer and make like you right. know hundreds of millions they weren't those kind of films okay yeah i don't know again i like whenever i would see one of their movies on tv you know 10 20 years ago or for more than 10 maybe 15 20 years ago if i saw their movies on tv i'd almost always watch because again it's just i found them entertaining mm-hmm. and yeah I'm, I'm sad we don't see their output anymore but obviously given their age and other things going on in their lives it makes sense like we don't have a re- not a replacement but mm-hmm. we don't have somebody like that in current hollywood do we well, I mean, not from China, I don't think so. I mean, there's been a lot of other actors, like great martial artists that have come out of like, I don't, I don't know if it's like Indonesia or other like um, South Asian countries. Like, again, those the, those movies recently, the Raid films, I think those were... Yes, I, I remember you showing me those. those I, oh crazy. my gosh, I don't want to get this wrong. Let me look it up really quick. I think, I want to say it's Indonesia, but I could be wrong. I just... Well, there was another there was another martial artist that kind of took over that mantle in the mid-2000s. His name was Tony Ja, Tony Ya. Hey, Tony Jaa, I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, the Raid films, which came out like 2011, 2014 or something, those were in Indonesian. And the main yeah, the main actor in that one, I'm terrible with these names, I'm going to apologize, Iko, first name I think is pronounced Iko Uwe, Uwai. Um, like he's an Indonesian martial artist, and he's, he's 38, so he's still like okay. relatively young. He's 
Um, he's actually going to be in the new, I think the movie's actually just coming out this week or next week, the new Snake Eyes film, like the new G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie. Oh he's going to be gosh, in this one. Oh my new G.I. Joe film? Yeah, it's about the character Snake Eyes. I would guess that from the title, but okay. thank you. <laughs> well, I don't know if you knew it was a character or if it was a I reference no or something. I have no idea. I have no nothing G.I. Joe. Uh, yeah, I want to look up the other one really quick. Tony, I thought it was G.I. Joe at a Tony casino ja. losing. Tony, oh, Tony Jaw is Thai, so Thailand. Okay, yeah. He's 45 now, so again, he's, he did a couple of films. I've never seen the one film in theaters. I want to say it was like, I don't know, early to mid-2000s. It was called Ong, Ong Bak. Ong Bak, right, you pronounce it. It's like Muay Thai fighting. Really cool. I, I just love all the different types of martial arts story, how everyone just has a different flow to it and a different mm. style. Mm-hmm. You know, some are super aggressive, some are more about defensive fighting as opposed That's to true. you know what i mean so it's, it's just cool seeing i don't know i, I can never even if it's like an, an unknown like indie martial arts film if someone said you gotta check this out i would check it out so i'm always <laughs> curious in that kind of stuff interesting yeah um yeah so next week i guess are the we year 2007 oh yes part, part three. three part three where we get yeah, to the sorry, oscar yeah, sorry, stuff yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, well it's kind of almost we're on the fringe right. on the fringe big of budget stuff. more big budget films for sure so, um, as always, we appreciate everybody listening, and we'd love to hear from you. So feel free to send us an email with the link Sarah left earlier, and uh, if you like listening, we'll be back same time next week. Boys. Bye. Bye.